you've heard that more and more kids are, uh, you know, not able to take things to school for lunch because of food allergies. One of the most uh, frightening food allergies that a kid can have is a nut allergy, specifically the peanut allergy. You know, it used to be that we'd all rock a PB&J sandwich because it was the easiest thing to put together. Now, uh, no way. You can't have those nuts around my kid because it could actually kill them. Well, there's a new guideline now that talk about uh, it's an American guideline on when you should uh, introduce your baby your child to peanuts and it's a little bit uh, earlier than uh, we've been doing for the past few years. Dr. David Fisher joins us on the line. He's the president of the Canadian Society of Allergy and Clinical Immunology. Welcome. Good afternoon. David, what uh, what were the old guidelines? What was the old practice of introducing uh, peanuts to your kids? Sure. Um, the, the, there's been a lot of difficulty over the years. There's a, there's a guideline, a suggested guideline by the American Academy of Pediatrics dating back to 2000 which were written by a group of pediatricians, not allergists, who basically just said, when should we introduce foods? Uh, a year for this, two years for that, and three years for peanuts. It was not really based on any science. And it just sort of got, we were sort of stuck with it for a number of years, whereby people were delaying the introduction of foods, uh, at least in the, with the theory being that it would prevent allergies. So it's been, in, it's been around for a number of years. Um, more recently, we've been trying to encourage early introduction of foods, and this is the first uh, statement we now have for peanut. And of note, it actually is the Canadian guideline as well. So we, we did have some input on this guideline. So it's the American guideline and the Canadian guideline. Okay, so what are the new guidelines? The new guidelines are to try to encourage early introduction of foods. Certainly delayed introduction of foods have been associated, if anything, with an increased risk of allergies. But this is this guideline is specific to peanut, which is sort of the thorniest issue, as you brought up at the school level. And we're trying to encourage the introduction of peanut around the age of four to six months. Um, now, the guidelines relate more to different um, kinds of children, because some children are would appear to be at higher risk than others, and depending on their risk level, the strategy may differ. Okay, so, so what's a high-risk child? How would you know if your child is high-risk? Yeah, there, there's a study done in, um, in the UK called the LEAP study, which is where a lot of this comes from. And in the LEAP study, where children who had severe eczema, or what's also called atopic dermatitis, very difficult allergic thick skin, or had already had an egg allergy, by intervening with those kids and introducing peanut early to them um, in a controlled setting, um, those are the kids that seem to be the highest risk for the peanut allergy, and those are the ones that we're trying to prevent it with. Because in the study, early introduction reduced the risk of peanut allergy by over 80%. They're also a group that a lot of people are very frightened about giving it to because of that. In mm-hmm. terms of children with mild eczema or no allergy history at all, um, there are guidelines for them as well. Typically, the guideline presently is if the child has no real signs of allergy, then introducing solid foods around the age of six months is probably reasonable. And if they do have mild eczema, you'd want to try and make sure you're actively trying to give them peanut by around six months. Uh, and in the past, people were waiting even to things something like three years. Mm. You know, I, I, when I was a kid, I was allergy tested and uh, I had eczema and I was told by the doctor, you have a bit of a peanut allergy. It's not anaphylactic. It might, uh, it might uh, exacerbate the uh, eczema a little bit, uh, but you should watch it because eventually it could escalate uh, if, it's, if it's a nut allergy. Does that still hold true? That, that's a, uh, that, technically, you're probably our target group, actually, because what happens with children who have eczema is that um, the group where normal, some people look at that and say, oh, that's a borderline test, don't eat peanut. What we're trying to do now is actually say, 
if you're borderline test, we should be, with, along with an allergist's help, trying to keep peanut in that person's diet because mm. when they remove it from the diet, they actually might be becoming allergic. So that is actually the kind of group we're trying to target to make sure that in, in controlled circumstances that uh, they can actually be helped. Um, they're part of the guideline in the LEAP study, what they did was they looked at these children who had this relatively severe eczema, and they had the capability of skin testing them for peanut. And depending on the results of that, they would then potentially introduce them to their diet. Um, some of them, unfortunately, had already, were already peanut allergic by the time they tried starting it. But uh, for the vast majority of children, what has happened is that there's been this delay, delay, delay. And we're trying to do is say, well, delaying is not helping matters. We should be encouraging to go early, again, with the the potential exception of the very severe eczematous children. So how are you going to be introducing peanuts? Because you're not going to just, you know... uh throw down a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah, in front of your no, child. They're, they're, they, uh, this is part of the, the guideline that was written up. This is the part that we have to try and figure out how we're going to disseminate properly. They're actually, this guideline actually even comes with instructions on if you're attempting to feed your child peanut, how would you do so? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, um, in Israel, in Europe, they have this snack called Bamba, which is newish to Canada, which is basically a cheesy with peanut butter in it. And there are going to be guideline instructions of adding water to Bamba so it becomes easy to swallow. Obviously, don't give the kid a whole peanut. That doesn't, that's not good. And straight peanut butter doesn't work either because of choking issues. So there will be instructions on diluting it with water or sort of heating it, diluting it with water to make it uh, more palatable. So it's not we're saying, you know, we're not saying here's a peanut or you put um, shove peanut butter down their throat because there could be a choking issue with that. So it's going to be a matter of making sure the peanut butter itself does get dilute. Now, um, we're working on having the website. We have a Canadian Society website, Canadian Journal, which we're working on having um, our version of it up. The American version already exists. And uh, trying to find these instructions right now are in an appendix. Mm-hmm. So they are listed. It's something that everybody has to work on. All right. So it's a work in progress right now. What do you do if you're a parent listening right now and you're, you're thinking, okay, I guess I have to start introducing peanuts. Where do you start and, and how do you figure out if your kid is high risk? Yeah. Well, the high-risk children, again, are children with severe eczema or um, children with an underlying egg allergy. Those are the ones who have already been diagnosed with a food allergy. They're ones who should be getting a referral to an allergist to help them out, um, sort of what the next step is. For children with mild eczema, um, we're in mild eczema or no allergies whatsoever, encouraging introduction around the age of six months, um, preferably in one of the formats like, like a very watered-down um, peanut butter slurry, or perhaps this this snack called Bamba. I have found Bamba at stores in Canada didn't used to be here. Okay. Those are the uh, the two things that are being recommended. And certainly, um, when the for the children who have no major risk factors, we basically what the guideline says very distinctly is just add in the food, however you think food might be added in. Is there hope that this will actually lead to a time when uh, very few people have this nut allergy? It's it's well with the eighty with the over eighty percent risk reduction um, that's that's huge and so it would significantly we're hoping it would significantly impact the number of new diagnoses. Mm-hmm. The other issue is that it's still not going to be it's not going to prevent all of them, but it is a significant help and uh, and certainly waiting till the age of three for these introductions has not helped anything. I appreciate you joining us on the show and clarifying this, Dr. Fisher. You're welcome. Thanks so much. Happy New Year to you.